Horror movies are more than just empty thrills. They are a mirror that reflects the darker sides of our culture and our psyche. Each episode, we will go beyond the first cut and discuss the themes and topics that hide below the surface. I'm Dave, Professor of Communication. And I'm Vince, Professor of Psychology. Welcome to A Dark Impression. Welcome back, Dave, to another This Is Not A Top 5 List list. Glad to be here. For this round, I want to dig into weird horror movies. Because you have like the, the classic exorcist, the demon possesses person, person goes bad. So you have those, or like slasher movies, killer goes after innocent-ish teenagers, teenagers die and fight back, and eventually, you know, some of them survive. But you have a few horror movies that came out a little bit of the left field. And so today we're going to go through a list of, well, five each movies we haven't consulted each other before. So I'm curious to see what you have on your list of five weird horror movies. I'll go with one I mentioned when we talked about the not top five, top five comedy, Trolls 2. Uh, I I think it's just a bizarre movie. It's wonderful. It's so campy. It's so bad. And it's so just great at the same time. Just that that perfect sweet spot of absurdity and earnestness to make the movie that makes it very charming and just strange. So like they're, the characters are in a town called Nilbog, which is goblin backwards. It has goblins in it. I, I don't recall there being trolls in it. It's called Trolls 2. I also don't know if there's a Trolls 1. Right. And there's just that, that great scene with the guy seeing the the goblins eat somebody. And then he said something along the lines of they're eating her and now they'll eat me too. And a fly lands on his face. And it's just like, you can't, you can't make that up. It's just so, so beautiful. Uh, And I love how bizarre it is. I love everything about it. The first time I saw it, I think I, I think I might've rented it back in the day and was like, I don't know what's happening, but I like it. What do you have I, for your list? Have you seen Trolls 2? I can't say I remember having seen it, which doesn't mean I haven't, but I can't remember having seen it. You would remember um, it. It's one of those ones that it, it's, it, you know, it sticks with you. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm um, going to go from, from, from your funny repertoire. I'm going to go the complete opposite direction. I'm going to wit with a uh, movie from Guillermo del Toro, uh, one of his earlier ones, uh, called Kronos, which is kind of a vampire movie-ish. Um, yeah, it's an interesting take, I guess, on the vampire myth because the, the whole blood is life theme is explored. But it's just the pacing, the the editing, the, the storytelling, everything in that movie, it it is a horror movie that doesn't feel like a horror movie. I don't know what it feels like, but it doesn't feel like a horror movie. So that's one, that, that would be my number one or the first like weird movie. Uh, I remember watching, again, I, I think I've mentioned the, these two brothers that worked at the video store when I was a kid and a teenager. Right, right. And that's one of them that I remember one of the two brothers. I think it was the older one. I actually recommended like it. Yeah. And that one had like the deepest voice, the, 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 the brother, um, he, he would have made a hell of a career just reading tales like Edgar Allan Poe. But it was like, yeah, you really have to watch that movie. And I remember watching it going, okay, 
this is this is mildly scary. This is weird. This is artistic. This is this is not your usual horror movie. So yeah, Chronos for my for my first of five. I, I mean, I think that's kind of Del Toro's thing, though, is he makes horror movies, but they're they're never traditional horror movies, right? Sure. So what would be your second movie that would qualify as a, a, a good, weird horror movie? So I was trying to think of Mystery Science Theater movies for for this list, too, because they have some really great picks. And I went okay. through a couple that I really liked, uh, Werewolf being one of them. And so it ended up being between Werewolf and Mano's Hands of Fate, but I had to go with Mano's Hands of Fate because of just how... Okay. how how off the wall it is in terms of everything. And okay. Mono's Hands of Fate, I don't want to go into it too much because it's very much an experience. And I would recommend anybody who's not seen Mono's Hands of Fate but likes really, really bad movies like me to just go in, get you know a couple drinks in you, and then start it. And just enjoy it because of how everything it is. It's like it basically it's like if you had a horror movie with devil worship and you're like, no, I kind of want to make it funny. And then at the last minute, you're like, no, we're not going to make it funny. But it's after you (laughs) shot everything and then turned everything to 11. That's Mano's Hands of Fate. So I yeah, it's just bizarre. Just Perfectly bizarre. What's uh, yeah, what's your next one? Be so uh, yes, the next one that I have again, it's it's the two brothers that recommended that one to me. It's a movie called The Ugly, which is I guess more of a thriller than a horror movie. But I, I thought, eh, fine, I'm just going to toss it into this category. Um, I it, it was weird because it was the first movie that came in. I think that was 1995. So. Before The Ring, before Oh Brother Where Art Thou, before movies that had like a, a very distinct color palette, at least from the movies that I knew. And this one was completely in blue. And this is a story of like a, a serial killer who's being interviewed by this young psychiatrist, and she's trying to discover him that he has this kind of other side of a, a bit of a, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde aspect that he calls the ugly, which is which takes mm-hmm. over and, and does the killing. Uh, But everything was done in shades of blue. Uh, Blood was actually dark instead of being red. And there's only once or twice in that movie that you see uh, a warmer color. And it's when she's wearing a red dress, which really pops out. Uh, But the use of that blue filter, I thought, made it really, really cold. And and that echoes back at the conversation that we had about uh, the movie The Ring. But it just, it, it, it made it feel, I don't know, cold, inhuman, very distant. My number three on that list is not to be confused with another movie of a similar name, but this one is Brain Dead, uh, not Dead Alive by Peter Jackson. It's called Brain Dead. And again, I don't know if it would qualify as a horror movie. I would toss it in just because, I don't know, there's a murder. And essentially this, this psychiatrist, psychologist, doctor goes into the mind of a killer and it's just so freaking weird. The succession of events, it it's David Lynch esque, but I don't think it is David Lynch. It's just weird. And I ended up 
what I, I, I think contributed to my appreciation of that movie is weird is that I rented that movie at a video store expecting to see Dead Alive by Peter Jackson, which is called outside of different countries, it's called Brain Dead, but in the US, Brain Dead, or in, in Canada, Brain Dead is the Bill Pullman movie that, that is on my list. Anyways, just a weird, weird movie about going into a killer's mind. I'm not going to sell the, the the punchline because there's a big twist at the end. But yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Mildly bad, but really good movie. One that I would, would revisit again, but one that definitely left. And I must have seen that you know, like over 20 years ago. And I still have that impression of, wow, that was a weird movie. So yeah, that's that's my, my number three on my list. What about you? What's What would be a, a third weird movie? So speaking of David Lynch, I I guess I don't know if Mulholland Drive is a horror movie, but it has one of the most shocking reveals in any film that I've ever seen that I can still like viscerally remember. It's when the burned up uh, homeless guy pops up from behind the dumpster. And uh, yeah, it... So I, I think I'm going to go with Mulholland Drive, and I'm going to say that because it's okay. David Lynch, it transcends genre, and it will be part of the <laughs> horror genre for this for this. Exercise. It gets the uh, Del Toro pass, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much going on in it. It's just, I, I think it's his most accessible movie. So if you're if you've never seen David Lynch, I I think Mulholland Drive is a good way in because most of it has a cohesive narrative unlike some of his other films, which do not. But then you have that typical David Lynch, like, breaks, or you have the breaks within it where, like, really weird stuff happens. And then it goes back to the narrative, and you're like, oh, it's just bizarre. And then you have the last, say, like, 20, 25 minutes of the movie, which is horrifying all on its own. So yeah, I would go. I would go Mulholland Drive on there. The the, the okay. cowboy with the shaved off eyebrows, just everything about that movie is it's it's something. It's a it's a trip. I love it when um, people say it's the most accessible David Lynch. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, is it an oxymoron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I it's it's one when when my students are looking for films that they're like, what's a film I haven't. That I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have seen before, or something like that's a, a different experience. Mulholland Drive is usually a go-to for that kind of recommendation, just because it's it's so offbeat. It's so it's David Lynch, and yeah. you know, I think if you like if you like his style, it's a good movie. If you don't like his style, you'll know pretty quickly. It's still that, a good movie. Yeah, it's it it holds up, but you know, like when you're yeah. done with it, you're like, nah, I don't want to watch that anymore. Right. Or, you know, maybe three quarters of the way through, you'll know. Yeah, I don't think this is for me. So what else do you have on your list? My number four is The Babadook, which we will be covering a a, a bit more in an upcoming episode. But I just thought that was an interesting, I don't know. I I think it's the, the theme that it's digging into the concept of the monster that's really not the, that's really not a monster or that kind of is but not really it's a monster movie that's not about the monster which i thought in terms of of narrative that was interesting it's not a movie that relies on a lot of of jump scares it doesn't rely there's there's tension but not it's not over the top it, it's 
you know, creepy kids, but not that creepy, which is something else that we'll be uh, discussing. That's why I, I like it. It's a weird salad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I enjoyed the Babadook, too. Mm. Uh, mine, in terms of weird weird monsters and weird experiences, I had Malignant on mine from a few months ago. And okay. it wasn't so much that the film, it's, the film had weird bits to it, but it was pretty standard. It was like a nice mix of uh, throwback to 70s, 80s, 90s movies. But yeah. then when they had the monster reveal, like the bad guy reveal, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Right. And I, I really, really liked it. I, I thought it was a fun movie. It's not what I expected. I'm glad that I watched it. It might not be something I go back to anytime soon because I think that, at least for me, once I saw the reveal like it will take the punch out of it when i watched again but it was it, it, it was a fun it was a trip it was a trip it has that m night Shyamalan quality to it that it is a really uh, good reveal but because the 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 movie really rests on the the, the reveal uh, once you've seen it it's like eh, yeah not necessarily wanted to go back, but it was it was worth it. I, I remember watching it at about two thirds of it. I was like, yeah, okay, it's, it's it's an all right movie. And then you have that reveal. And you go, oh, okay, good, good. Did not see that coming in yeah, that it was direction. Nice. It was not nice. done. I, I nearly stopped the movie and started clapping at my TV, which I didn't, but because that would have been weird. But no, it was it was yeah, well played, well played. It's a, it's, it's, it wasn't a raucous applaud. It was more of a, a polite golf tournament applaud. Like, well played. Well played. <laughs> what's your last one? So what's... what's? Oh, okay. My last one uh, is one that I don't know if I, I put it on this list if you're going to be happy or mad. Probably both. But I'm going to go with Midsommar. Just because... I don't know. It was weird. It was... It's disturbing. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it's unique, but it's it's more than unique because some movies are unique, but this one was profoundly. It's you're not feeling scared; you're feeling uncomfortable, which kind of makes you feel scared about how easy it is to make you feel uncomfortable. There's very little in that movie that's that's done the way that you would expect. There's a, there's a scene where two characters, I'm not going to say much about it, but there's a scene where two characters die. And it is done in such a, I don't know, casual, cavalier way of, yep, they're, they're, they're dying and this is it. And so you move on that you're surprised and then you feel uncomfortable for being surprised. And then you feel uncomfortable about feeling uncomfortable. And that gets a little scary. So Midsommar for my number five. Plus, just the, the, the visual and the lighting and the fact that it's all in daylight. All of these things together, I think, make it a, a very good, weird horror movie. My my last one in the weird book was Cabin in the Woods, which was just a, a genre hodgepodge. Like, yes. a everything in the fridge casserole that somehow doesn't taste awful, but is, you know, a Michelin-starred meal. And I... Loved that movie. I went in with no expectations. I think I saw it in the theater right around the time it was released. I didn't read any reviews. I just saw it cold. And much like Malignant, it starts off 
pretty straightforward, except in malignant branches off pretty quickly, or um, rather malignant branches off in the last maybe third quarter of the film and into that weird territory cabin in the woods, you get about, if I recall like 10, 15 minutes in and then you're like, Oh, is this horror? Right. It has the cat. It has the um, evil dead cabin in it. Is it right. sci-fi? Is it fantasy? Right. Chris Hemsworth's in it. Oh, <laughs> no, he's not anymore. <laughs> And like, it just has, it's just a great movie. Like the narrative structure, the way that the, the, the kills happen, the monsters, everything about that movie just works so well. But I think like the other ones we were talking about, I, cause I've seen it twice. The second time it was still enjoyable, but it lost a lot of that charm because I knew here's what's going to happen. Here's, here's this twist. Here's that twist. So I kind of, I, I, I enjoyed it most the first time around. Yeah, I, I remember, so I actually went to see it in a theater and, and someone had been kind enough, and I really appreciate, someone had been kind enough to tell me, this is a good movie, don't read anything about it, don't talk to anybody, uh, anybody about it, just go and see it. It is worth it. So I really appreciated that, that kind of vote of confidence without any spoilers and she was right. Uh, she was right. It was a great homage to the horror genre in general. It had great, great casts, great story. Just yeah, it was on point. And I think that's one of that's one movie that will age well because it didn't overreach, mm-hmm. and because it's. I mean, we've been making horror movies for over a century now, so the paying homage to those horror movies is I think is going to be timeless. So yeah, Kevin in the woods, good choice. Good choice. Awesome. Well, so uh, that wraps it up. That is our, this is not a top five lists list of five good, weird horror ish category or genre blending Guillermo del Toro pass from one style to another list. We have more lists coming up uh, soon. So stay tuned as we dig into different themes and try to provide you with our five suggestions of movies that you can look for in different genres and categories. Thanks for taking the time to listen to A Dark Impression. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Rating and reviews make the world a scarier place. Consider leaving one wherever you get your podcasts. A Dark Impression was produced and edited by Vincent Dave. All movies are copyright their respective sources. Music is from Adobe Stock. All rights reserved.